tea about your V. So this week's episode is a little bit different. Um, it's not just me, I'm going to be interviewing Every Month Manchester, which is a charity in Greater Manchester that I've recently discovered. And I think that they're absolutely amazing for all the work that they do. So I'm going to be speaking to Iona today, a director there at the charity. And we're going to be talking all things about periods, period products, poverty within Manchester and how women can't afford products. Should they be free? Absolutely. So that's what we're going to discuss today. We've Zoomed it to be super, super COVID safe and I'll edit it together. So after this, please, please watch it. It's going to be great. Iron has been amazing. And yeah, it's a really good interview. So please watch and enjoy. So thank you for joining me today. You're so, so welcome. Do you want to start with just who you are, basically? Yeah. So I'm Iona. Um, I'm 24, 25 next week. I live in Manchester. I'm from Stockport. Um, and I am the co-director of Every Month, which is a period poverty charity in Manchester. Um, I sort of deal with the operations side of things. So sort of day-to-day -day things, um, including making the packs up that we donate to food banks and other organisations and um, communicating with our volunteers and things like that. Great. So when was Every Month started and why? So Every Month was started a few years ago now um, by our founder, Rosie, who um, she now lives in Glasgow, so she's no longer directly involved. Um, and just because I think she saw the issues of um, period poverty, the stigma around periods, and particularly um, in regards to sort of economic um people's economic backgrounds and that something needed to be done so she decided to do it herself and yeah. started every month I think from her spare room and then it's just grown and grown so I sort of came in um when Rosie decided to step down as director so um I co-direct with another woman called Ashley who's been involved since the start as well amazing so who do you help and in in what area of Manchester <laughs> So we we actually work all across Greater Manchester and um, we, our aim is to help anyone that needs period products. Um, so primarily our operations work by, we make up kits or packs ourselves and then we donate them to food banks and organisations all across Greater Manchester. I think at the moment we have about 40 that we regularly donate to, but then over lockdown, we've been getting a lot of individual um, requests as well from GP surgeries or community offices things like that people that had approached them and said look I'm struggling to um, be able to afford period products and that's been a really interesting avenue for us to go down um, and definitely something we're looking for looking at wanting to do more for especially because during lockdown for a number of reasons people either can't or don't want to access their food banks yeah. Um, so, you know, sort of social mobility is another issue that we're really aware can affect um, how people are able to handle their periods. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been another challenge that we've faced. But, yeah, we're sort of hoping to be able to help those individuals out a bit more in the future. So how has the charity coped during COVID and have you been able to reach as many people or what's <clears throat> um it's it has been tricky um but sort of 
it's also been useful that like for instance I was furloughed so I had all this time on my hands to um sort of just focus on every month's operations um so at the start it was really difficult and we had no idea what we were going to do because our packs are primarily made up at packing parties where we invite our volunteers to come to like a church hall or something similar um make up the packs and then they take them with them and send them to the food banks that have requested them that month but obviously <laughs> with covid that was completely impossible so i came up with the idea that we should instead give um our volunteers the option to have packing parties at home um so that involves making up kits um that have enough products in them to make up 50 packs and then um we request a donation of either 10 25 or 75 pounds um because the kits sort of the the value of the products inside the kits are 75 pounds but we're also completely aware that people can't afford that and they're doing us a favor by doing it um and then we've been just donating just um dropping those off with our volunteers and they've been donating them to food banks and yeah organizations for us it's actually now running really smoothly and we've got like a definite um like catalog of repeat purchases which is great um and it seems to have like been you know people feel useful doing something it's enjoyable you can have a cup of tea with your flatmate or your parents whatever or a bottle of wine if you fancy um so it's actually worked out really well um we did definitely find like I said the individual requests we've we've been getting we haven't really ever had that before and I think that people were just finding us by googling sort of services in Manchester that give period products out um so there's definitely been more of a demand definitely more difficulties like I said people accessing their local food banks so it has been a struggle and you know there's always like you always feel guilty because you could always do more yeah um but just trying to do as much as we can and as like help people access our period products as much as they can well Um, you're doing amazingly in COVID thank you it's great so yeah it is really good so what what inspires you to work for every month Mm. I mean that's such a tricky I always find it really tricky to answer questions like that because um obviously like Ashley and I and everyone else like sort of the volunteers for everyone and the trustees we all just have this sort of like basis understanding of why we do what we do um and I always find it um difficult to articulate um well I just don't think that anyone should have an uncomfortable or an unhygienic period and I think it's the same as like for me it's the same as being able to have access to food if you can't afford it. It's a basic human right to be able to have um, a healthy period. Yeah. And I just, yeah, just feel passionately that everyone should be able to access that. Right. No, that's good. Sorry if I put you on the spot. No, it's fine. I always, I always just sort of like, you know, you don't actually think about articulating <laughs> how you feel. It's really difficult. So thank you for uh, making me do that. I've got my line now. I can say it again if someone asks me. So what is usually in the packs? What are the products that you guys provide people? So each pack contains 10 pads and usually five applicator tampons, five non-applicator tampons and a chocolate bar. 
um we used to put in a hot chocolate sachet but we had feedback from users that they would have to spend money to boil the kettle to use the hot chocolate and it was just sort of a choice between boiling the kettle for food or boiling the kettle for hot chocolate sachet you can understand why and that wasn't a choice that they wanted to make so we put a a chocolate in because we just sort of you know it should be a treat we want people to be able to look after themselves and enjoy themselves when they're on the period and indulge a bit yeah um but <laughs> yeah oh my god same <laughs> yeah it's literally hot water bottle tea on tap and chocolate like <laughs> yeah. we had a huge um couple of donations from Lalette's and um, an organ- another organisation in Manchester called 0161 Community and they gave us like masses of applicator tampons oh, so we were actually putting in just whole kits yeah. sorry whole packs of um, tampons or 10 applicator tampons because that was the donations we had um, I don't know what it is people don't seem to donate non-applicator tampons as much I don't know if people use them less and that's just why yeah I know I don't use them to be fair so yeah um but yeah that's no yeah so um yeah that's what our packs consist of usually right good it's good that people are donating to you as well yeah well we we can always like people can donate financially through our website or we've got a storage unit um and there's a holding room there the address is on our website if anyone wants to donate anything yes I will link everything below so okay and it'll all be good (laughs) okay good there's my plug yes so we've already talked about how you distribute them so you send them to food banks and things Mm -hmm. like that so how can people can go there and know that those products are available for them um yeah so if you go on our website there's a map of all the food banks and organizations that we donate if you go on the um what we do tab on our website you can access that but also i would definitely encourage people who use who like who use a food bank if they're at their local food bank and they don't see packs there and they'd like them to be donated there then just to mention it to um to the people that work at the food bank or directly contact us and we'll sort something out um like I said like our aim is to get period products to as many people as possible so if that is something that people want then we are more than happy to make that happen great amazing so why is it so important to raise awareness on period poverty in Manchester? I think because it's a really like, you know, there's not too many taboos left, but I still think that period poverty is one that's barely discussed. Um, and I just think there's definitely a culture of silence around it. Um, the way that we discuss and are taught about periods in schools, there's definitely issues with that. Um, like I know when I was first talked to about periods at schools it was like um concealed as like a a games lesson just for the girls and all the girls went in one hall and I think we were talked to about um period products including a pad that was about this big so I was terrified Um, and then I think the boys probably went into another room and probably Mm -hmm. talked about condoms sort of um, in a culture where they're discussed um then that's you're not going to know about them and they are embarrassing because like often things that aren't discussed openly yeah. are therefore construed to be embarrassing. And on, on top of that, not being able to afford period products is of course going to be viewed as embarrassing too, when it absolutely shouldn't be. You know, I think as a society, we are very 
open to the idea of people accessing food banks for food um when they need to but maybe not so much toiletries and specifically period products and I think it's just it's just because um there's a lack of awareness around it you know you when you think of like to exist in life you don't just need food you need you need to look after yourself in other ways um and I just think that period products should be as readily accessible as all those other things are that are deemed deemed important absolutely so why should period poverty be eradicated what what can we do to make sure that all women and girls get sanitary products that they need Mm -hmm. Mm. it's a really difficult question I was um discussing this with some um girls that run a like debate club at a university because uh, sorry to speak on your behalf but I can I can afford to pay for period products I'm not sure I'm sure it's the same for you so you there's a sort of guilt there that if they were freely available to you and you knew that other people couldn't um access them or had trouble affording them then you would feel guilty about that so it's kind of I do the aim is definitely that everybody has free access to period products but I think the first step has to be that people that can't afford them have priority um and I just think that you know, there's been steps that have been made in New Zealand and in Scotland, and I just think we need to follow suit in the lots of work is being done at grassroots levels by small charities like us and Bloody Good Period and um, other charities like that, but it really needs to be discussed, you know, um, in at a higher level in the government, and it's their responsibility to deal with the issue and make changes so that everyone can afford period products that needs them. I don't know if it's just me maybe being a bit naive, but when I grew up, I never thought of period poverty really being a thing. No, of course not. I always could afford it, you know, my mom, my sister. So I never ever thought that people would struggle to buy sanitary products, like you said, people would normally go to a food bank but would they normally Mm -hmm. go for products so I know but that's the thing it's because it's not discussed is it like it's not your fault it's not my fault it's that in society we don't discuss these things and that that is sort of the root of the issue yeah and I just Mm -hmm. think I wonder how many people don't actually know that there is a need for it in oh yeah of course but like I was saying to you before we started recording that for us every month we're in this sort of like little like little world where we all feel so passionately about it and and talk about it all the time and it's at the forefront of like everything we do but then there's a awareness that majority of the population will not be thinking about these things like we are and that the conversation needs to go a lot wider for anything to actually change yeah Mm-hmm. I agree so if people are watching it today and they really want to get involved and they want to help out what can they do so if you I would say to head to our website first if you go on there um there is a sign up that you can sign up to volunteer with us um and you'll receive our newsletter and you'll be the first to hear about when we start packing yeah. parties which will hopefully be very soon um and you can sign up there as a packing volunteer or if you can drive and you're willing to drop off kits uh, packs keep saying kits it's on my mind packs for us (laughs) food banks then you can sign up as a driving volunteer too 
Um, you can donate through our website, either financially or you can donate um, actual period products, like I said. Um, but I just encourage anyone to just sign up to our newsletter. If you think that you, you're going to volunteer with us or not, if you live in Manchester or not, just to be sort of have an awareness of the conversations and the sort of actions that are being taken around period poverty is like a great thing to do anyway so yeah everyone should just sign up if they can that's what I would say absolutely I'll put mm-hmm. everything below so everyone can click I'll make sure that everyone's <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you so last little question should mm-hmm. we make all products free and like how can we do that yeah I mean in a utopia of course my answer would be yes but like as we're aware not everything is free to everyone I think like I've said previously my aim is that people that can't afford period products should have free access to them and that is my priority and once we've hit that step I think that then the conversation around free products should definitely happen um but my worry is that you know those people that can't currently afford them are being put to the bottom of the pile and they are they are my priority always um and yeah I just obviously I'd love every everyone to be able to access free products but I don't know if um sorry to be political but if the that is a, a possible reality with the government that we currently have in power so we'll have to see I'm being pessimistic but I am hopeful Yes, I hope that it happens. That would be amazing day to just walk, go somewhere and just pick up free. I know, wouldn't it? I mean, what I would say that if anyone's watching this and they have um, like sort of access to any toilets or anything in their workspace or whatever, either do a collection or have somewhere that people can donate and collect period products when they're in the bathroom because everyone has been in a position where they've been struck unexpectedly and how difficult and annoying and embarrassing that can be. And like, we should all just be able to deal with that without having to put, you know, a pound in a machine or wrap a load of toilet roll in your knickers. Like they're the steps that, you know, we can all make, but at the end of the day, it's the government's responsibility to actually make sort of big change. Yeah. There we go, guys. If anyone from the government is watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's your responsibility. Amazing. So, yeah, that's all the questions I've really had today. Okay. Anything else you want to mention about every month? No, not really. Um, I mean, I'm just really glad to be able to talk to you and talk about every month because that's all I want to do ever. Um, So, yeah, just thank you so much for having me. No, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. And I'm definitely doing a packing party when we can. Definitely. That's going to be a big thing that I'll do um, for all the tea about your V and I'll get everyone involved. Great. I mean, I'm so excited and also a bit fearful for how big the first packing party back will be because we've had so many people sign up um, to be a volunteer over lockdown. It's going to be like the event of the year. Hundreds of people. Yeah, I have to get like some like celebrity appearances or something to make it worthwhile. You'll have to like hire out the theatre just to fit Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that church hall might not be big enough. Amazing. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching today. I had so much fun doing this with her. 
um, she answered all the questions and it was amazing. I've learned so much. I'm going to put all of the charity's information in the bottom, so please go check them out. Donate what you can because the work that they do is so important. So thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share it, keep clicking those buttons. And yeah, I'll see you next week for another episode of All The Tea About Your V. Bye.